0: Okay. Welcome to a father's flame podcast today. Today in our virtual studio, we got a special guest, Justin Tidd. Currently he is a chief sales officer and board member of a company that manufactures mining, power distribution, equipment, and communication systems in North and South America. He runs unlimited solutions, which is in the space of fitness, health, weight loss, and bodybuilding. He has been a coach to over a thousand clients for the last four years. He is part of resurgent fitness and nutrition they have online courses and I believe other things. He is also a high school track coach for the last couple of years. He is married with children. We're going to dig into that story. And lastly, Justin is who I personally hired this year to be my coach, where I got to, I gained some muscle mass all the while I lost 30 pounds and kind of got And got a little bit out of my dad bod and I had seen Justin actually what you did for alpha slice. And I was looking at his business stuff and just came across the fact like, oh man, that guy, that worked whatever he did. And I need something to work for me. And so I'm so glad I saw that. I'm so glad I hired you. It's just been a great year. So Justin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah, man, like you honestly, like you crushed it like as a client, right? You no complaints. No, I mean, you, you straight in executed day in, day out. I mean, from a coach like that, that's what you want, right? It's just, this is the blueprint. It works and do it. And man, you, I mean, out of this world, like it it was, it was amazing. I was, I was glad to be part of your journey too.
0: Awesome. I appreciate it. I, and I don't know if it comes just like, i grew up playing soccer if it comes from that. And I played collegiate soccer one year of semi-professional and I was kind of used to coaches. Like you just did what they said. And you ended up getting better, right? And because it made you do what you didn't want to do. But I, I, with fitness, I always took it as like, I oh, was it, I'm an athlete kind of, even though I'm 42 now, got five kids. I've been a firefighter for 13 years, but I'm like, oh, I could do this myself. And by what I look like, maybe I'll flash a picture up here in editing later, but man, to where I got to, like, I lost control, but it was like something about that. I was like, I want to win this. I, I put money into this. I invested in it, but I also. I just don't want to fail for some reason. And I knew if I did what you said, I would get the results and a hundred percent, that's what happened. So
1: yeah, I actually, I was at an event about a month ago. I heard a lady say something about getting time back. We always say time is such a valuable asset that that's the one thing you can't get back. And, but she said something really interesting. She said, you know, what people do is they hire coaches and they buy time by doing that, right? So instead of like you said, try to do it yourself and a lot of people do, You it takes longer or, or maybe three months turns into six months and then a year later, people just say, man, I'm really struggling here. Okay, now maybe I need a coach. And what you can find is literally like you saw, I mean, dude, 16 weeks, 30 pounds and boom, four months, you got it, did it. And so you actually, you bought time right? So you did it in four months with a great plan. And it was really interesting to hear that because as a coach, I think of, of why do we hire coaches? And in a lot of ways, that's, you want to get there quicker. You want to know, you don't want to do the things that other people have done and you want the things that the people that have done it have, have accomplished quicker.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. No, and I, I had other things on my plate, like, cause we're, i literally just retired from firefighting like next week's my last week but i've been working so hard to get to that point to where i could go off and buy a business and have invest in other businesses that i didn't have time like i didn't want to write my own workout plan and do all this it was Mm -hmm. just such a good program to just hire you and you took care of that side so i knew i would In four months, I was going to get that result. So now I can work hard, do what you say, but work hard in my business Mm -hmm. stuff. So uh, to me, that's invaluable. And I've learned that even learning entrepreneurship and and mergers and acquisitions and businesses, like I'm shortcutting all that because I'm learning from the guys that do that all the time. So I'm hiring them as kind of coaches or mentors. And so I think sometimes you just got to put your money and invest it in like this podcast is about faith, family, finances, and fitness Mm -hmm. and maybe fashion and firearms too someday, but, (laughs) uh, but you gotta, you gotta invest and it takes money Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes. And what's the word, not like a Scrooge, but pretty tight with things. But when I've kind of let go of it, that investment just is so, so worth it. So anyways, I just want to say, I appreciate working with you too. And if anyone gets a chance, it was just so easy to, to connect with you. And, and I mean, the workouts weren't easy and the, the <laughs> cardio wasn't easy and the diet wasn't easy, but you made it like so lined out is like, it was hard to fail. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, so let's in the fitness industry, let's, uh, so what's one of the craziest stories or funniest stories you have had, uh, while being a coach for these last four years?
1: Oh man, so you, there's all kinds, right? Because you, you work with different personalities, men, women. And and so the, there's this one lady, she's become a good friend of mine, her and her husband actually have. And she had told me, if she gets the first meal plan, right? You see the first meal plan. So I, I try to tell everybody, I said, listen, number one, you probably don't drink enough water. Number two, you probably don't eat enough food because people don't understand what it takes to get the metabolism working and get it moving for us properly. So she gets the first meal plan and she sees all the food on it. And she says, I swear, I'm going to throat punch you if I gain one pound. I said, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I said, let's, think, just, yeah. let's hang on. So two weeks go by she lost like, a, I think a pound and a half, two pounds. And so she was like, okay, all right, I'm all in. And so it's it's really funny to hear the stories and people stress about different things and people's issues of of why, what they think or, oh, it's it's just so much. I'm going to gain so much weight. And I'm like, no, it's, it's, you're not, you're just not eating enough food the right way. So yeah, man, I I laugh so hard and I constantly remind her of that still today, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. And that is weird. The thing about your program is you'll never be hungry. Yeah. No, because you're eating like more than you probably ever ate.
1: Yeah, and you know what's wild? Like, so some people ask for the 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 macro breakdown, the calorie breakdown. But still eating sometimes five or six meals, depending on the person, when it really like comes down to the end of the day. It's like 1,600 to 2,100 calories. So it looks like a lot of food. But when you look at the breakdown, you're only eating 2,000 calories a day, roughly. So it's really not a lot of food. It's just, it's clean food that burns quicker and, and it's your body's using it properly that, rather than storing it as fat or something else.
0: Okay. So that's, I never did calculate that out, but I was, I didn't know. I was like, whatever yeah. is going on eating all this chicken and veggies is like it's i can lose weight it's just crazy with how much i was eating
1: yeah toward toward the end of your program you were probably about 1500 calories at the, at the okay. end at the end when we started you were probably 2300 calories 24 when we when okay. we very started yeah yeah
0: and i think i noticed that like i'm not a rice guy but i think my body likes rice like it handles it really easy, like you said, and chicken. So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So you've coached for four years. What, what's your kind of fitness journey? Like where, where did you come from and was, did you do high school sports or when did you get into lifting? Cause I saw a before and after on your, that you kind of had not as bad a dad bought as I had, but you kind of let some things go maybe.
1: I did. Yeah. So, yeah, same as you, played played sports ever since I was six years old. Anything from basketball to football to tennis to ran track to play golf. I I mean, I, I love sports, always have. So I've always had that athletic mindset. I guess the discipline, the competitiveness that comes along with that. And, and I think that's actually, and I know we'll talk about sales, uh, I know that that's probably built a lot of mindset and skills for me to be a good salesperson as I've gotten older. But uh, yeah, I, I went through high school, played sports, kind of lifted, didn't really, I thought I knew what I was doing in the gym, but I was the typical ego lifter, one rep max with the worst form and push it up and say, I lifted 170 pounds, right?
0: Yeah. And then later
1: on in life, I... I I started, I got into my career growing as an entrepreneur and I was in outside sales, I was entertaining clients. I was drinking a lot of alcohol, like no, no ifs, ands or buts about it. I was with clients all the time, building relationships, selling, man. I was, my my sales numbers were off the charts, but I was drinking way too much. And, and that was the picture you saw. I was actually at a trade show in Las Vegas. And when I was working out back then, you wouldn't own it. I, it looked awful, right? And, and and I could probably send you that photo if you want to throw it up. But I, and I and I'm and I'm drinking alcohol in that video, right? I'm at the pool with the wind, and, and thought I was something. And so I was kind of training then, and shortly after that, I ended up getting divorced, and I did a lot of soul searching. And like business was great. I was, I, was, I was being a great dad there for my kids. My personal relationships were struggling cause I was focused so much into work. And, and I just, I had to sit down and say, who am I? What do I want? And what's going to make me really great in life? And what's, what do I hmm. care about? And so I decided to get my, my body in shape. I was like, this is, this is enough. So that's when I really started getting into educating myself more on nutrition, on better workouts, how to work out properly. And then I started hiring coaches. I had my How own- old
0: were you at this time?
1: At that time I was around 32, probably 32, okay. 31, 32. Yeah. And, and, and at that time I also found out I was, I was hormone deficient and in, in testosterone. My test levels were of a 65 year old man. So they were like 275. They were awful. So some of that played into some of things, my mental state and and some of that as well. So I got that correct. started seeing a hormone specialist. And and really that was like the turning point for me around, yeah, around 32. And I I went from that picture, which was, I was sitting around 207, 210 pounds. and, And I trained, I coached myself originally and got myself down by 185. And then I started hiring coaches from there. So that that's what kind of springboarded me into, into fitness.
0: Yeah. You brought up the uh, low testosterone and so, and you had me check mine and sure enough, dude, I was in the two hundreds, which, I mean, the way, as soon as people see that picture, it's like the way I felt then was just so sluggish. And it's like, when you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. of why that is. Like you just are not living very well and why you're not feeling that well, but I checked it, it was at halfway through and I, it went up double just from like the weight loss, the fat loss, I think, and the working out and whatever else I'm not even sure. But yeah, that's what I, I think that your program adds that most guys wouldn't like, if you're just doing your own fitness thing, you're like over 30 or 40, you're just not going to have the insights that coach like you, you've learned over the time, over this time, because another thing you had me do is the supplement stack and to like a testimony to that. It's every time I've tried to get back in shape, it, I usually get sick like three months in and then it just sidelines the whole process and I get set back. But th- I was beefed up on all that stuff and I didn't get sick, like, or I think I might've got a slight one that it was like nothing. And so. Again, a testimony to doing the right stuff. I didn't know that. And so I just take a lot of protein and creatine maybe in the past and that's about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think something special because like talk about dads and and I kind of want to touch on that TRT thing a little bit because, you know, yeah, I think you and I are in similar in age and, and we're I think we're in a generation where we kind of like We understand, and we're not afraid to go to the doctor if we need to. We kind of still don't want to, but like we're open to it. And then I think the generation before us is at least from what I saw, I come from a blue collar family and my dad would never go to the doctor ever. And still doesn't hardly, Uh, almost does. So, and then the younger generation to, to educate them properly is what I've learned through this process is after we turn 30. We lose 3% of our testosterone every year. So whatever your baseline of as a man, when you hit 30, you start losing it, which is what's really interesting is I've got clients in their mid to early 20s, and these guys are having like 300, 400 levels of testosterone, and theirs should be almost at, at, the, at the top. So I don't know, it's really strange to me to see 20 year olds having testosterone deficiencies now. Um, but that's something that, you know, as a man, we have to take care of. We have to think about it. There's no pride involved in thinking you need help because the side effects of low testosterone, I mean, guys, I think guys we get coined the the whole sex thing and like thinking we want it all the time and this and that. I mean, it just makes a healthy relationship. But when your testosterone is low and you don't want it, that's not beneficial to that relationship whatsoever. Your mindset into work, when you get into work, your focus, your vision, the drive, like all of that becomes less, your energy's lower. So having that low testosterone, it, it, is, it is crucial. I think, I know, in relationships, friendships, your work as an entrepreneur, and then on top of that, like in, in your fitness level too.
0: Yeah. And would you say that, uh, I mean, is it only like through a doctor or, cause I know there's supplements that kind of help it. What are like the main things that help with that testosterone?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, from what I've learned with my hormone specialist is the testosterone boosters off the market. They're not powerful enough if you have low levels to actually do anything to get any benefit from. So you would need to see a doctor, have your labs ran, and then have TRT done. And so there's a few ways of looking at that without getting like into a crazy medical conversation. But basically, if if you have children and you don't want any more children, then TRT definitely is a way to go. And that's a once-a-week shot by your doctor. They can prescribe it. You can t- give it to yourself. But if you and no medical advice here because I'm not a doctor, right? But yep, yep. doctor. Just from my experience, what I've learned. And then I had a friend though, that he was trying to have children and had low testosterone. So he didn't want to take TRT. And so what his doctor prescribed was HCG. And so there's, mm-hmm. there's ways to work around that to boost your natural levels or to supplement your levels. Either way, you check your labs because it's just like the oil in your car. Like you're never going to not check your oil to make sure the engine's running properly. So check your labs, see where you are, talk to a doctor. And if you need it, work on a plan to have it because what my hormone specialist told me was, so if I can help you get maximum level testosterone and no issues, wouldn't you want to max out? Like you're the, you're the type of guy that likes to, maximize your performance and this and that. So if I can get you optimal levels, wouldn't you prefer that? I mean, so to me, it's, that's a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So that's going to be kind of a potentially, I was going to say epidemic, but it's something that even the younger guys are going to have to start looking at. Like if what, when do you start looking that way? Like when would you even want to start looking at getting tested? I guess Now I kind of got my mind curious here. Yeah. Yeah, I did it because you told me to, but
1: (laughs) yeah, 30, 30 for sure at at the age of 30. But like I said, I got, I've seen guys in their mid twenties. So, I mean, yeah, I I would say mid twenties, but definitely at 30 years old, you better get it checked.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to kind of ask you, so kind of what, what I went through, like, I just feel like you can't really do that year round. And so what, what is your like ideal, like, plan for a guy like me per se. So you, I went and I got the cut. I put mm-hmm. on some muscle at the same time, which was awesome mm-hmm. feeling good. That was four months. Like, what do you do year round? Like, what do you recommend?
1: Yeah. So what you went through was an, like an aggressive weight loss. Right. And yeah. I say weight loss, but it was more of a fat loss. Cause what mm-hmm. we did is we, we went through the way I designed the program is I cycle carbs and fats to keep, so that way you're not super depleted and empty looking. So you're able to sustain some muscle while you lose the fat. So you went through an aggressive one based on your goal. But after that, what I would suggest is say, okay, I'm here now. And now you maintain a little bit. So it doesn't say like fall completely off, stop eating protein, stop eating properly enough food through the day. But I would say build a maintenance program to where you are and then figure out when you're going to make that next jump. So if you say, hey, I'm happy where I'm at, but make maybe 10 or 15 more pounds, still feed your body, still drink your water, still go to work out. And then six, seven months, I mean, it can be literally about four months at minimum, I would say, then you you come back in and do another approach and go hard at it again. Mm -hmm. Is what I would say. So typically if you go really hard into something, you want to take a similar time off, refeed your body because you you can't stay in that state constantly. It's, it's not healthy either.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And I also want to ask you, what were your thoughts on like intermittent fasting or there's like keto out there? I mean, Mm -hmm. I've heard of people doing and you don't have to speak to all of it, but also like like fasting more like two or three days or a f- yeah. 24 hours and they're doing weight loss and lifting that way. And what are your thoughts on all those?
1: So of For me, I'm, I'm a, I'm an eater. You, you know, that from my plan, I don't get into intermittent fasting too much. I mean, there, there are benefits and I've got friends in the fitness space that like, it. I just don't prefer it. So if we're not for me, I like to have fullness in my muscles and anything I'm doing. So if I'm not eating especially carbs, then I'm not going to have that definition or that fullness in the muscle in the process. So you'll flatten out, which is natural because you're not, you're not feeding the muscle from a keto approach. I actually use similar keto properties. Like you saw the peanut butter, you saw the salmon, you saw the steak, you saw avocado, olive oil. So I use a, a lot of healthy fats in the program that have keto qualities. I just never take someone to a ketosis state is, mm. is what it is. Okay. So I, I do use some of the a similar approach to that from the fats perspective.
0: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> that was interesting <clears throat> on that. Cause I know I remember one time I was at, I think I was at work and it was like, I couldn't get a meal in cause we started running all these fire calls. I don't remember what calls, but and I was like, Hey man, I missed like two or three meals because we just worked all morning. So, anyways, just got back on track. And, anyways,
1: yeah, and that's, it's always like protein shakes, man. Like, that's the thing, like, anybody that's super busy, because a lot of clients. They don't want to tell them themselves. They just like, they let it go. And then a check-in will come and I'll start asking questions. Well, how was the week? Did you get all your water in? Did you get all your food in? I thought I would see this. We didn't really see it. So tell me how the week went. And the next thing you know, like you just said, well, Tuesday got really busy. Or Thursday, or oh, I had two days that just, I, I couldn't get it in. So for me as a coach, I'm like, okay, let's break down your day. And then let's figure out, at least get the protein in. Let's do that. And so I do protein shakes. I mean, you can buy them pre-made, low sugar, and just have them available and go. It's just, it's just like anything else. Just plan for the busy. Plan. If, just if, you're, if there's a plan in place... Then you have, when, when the moment happens, then you have something available for you. If you don't have it, then you're just going to respond and move. So,
0: yeah. And then after that is exactly what I had. I think I almost had two protein shakes like in my bunker year, like every, and cause we had water on the truck. So I, they're just dry yeah. powder. And then sure enough, I had another, one of those days come by, but I had, yeah. I had, pl- I had a plenty of protein, but based on your advice and I do one other thing I would just lastly would say, I appreciate it on working with you is that you let me record some of my lifts and you were actually able to critique, like how I was doing it, like through video, which was, I thought that was really cool just cause you can't be in everyone's workout, right? But yeah. you were able to give me some good to get lifting. Right. So.
1: Yeah. I love when people do that. And that's what I try to tell. Uh, and some people do it, but I think some people get a little weird in the gym recording themselves and, and that's okay. But I love it because I'm, I'm just the, the same thing. I'm like, hey, just send, send me videos working out and then I'll either reply back with a video or I'll just explain, okay, do this, this, and this, put your elbows here, move a little slower, squeeze here. And that way you're maximizing everything you're doing the workout right. Because I was there, I I, I I didn't know what I was doing when I started. And to be able to have that almost, it's like you had a personal trainer with you, And but wasn't with you. And I tried to create that to where it was super convenient and, and you were getting the best out of the program.
0: Yeah, that was great. So, so who's like your ideal client? Like if people wanted to like work with you and I'm, let me put up your, yeah. Uh, if you want to reach out to Justin, he is Instagram and TikTok at TID underscore Justin. It's on the screen there. So who, who's ideal for you to work with really? Who should be reaching out to you?
1: Well, I mean, ideal as far as execution or ideal. (laughs) I guess you don't
0: know until they're doing it, right? That's funny. Yeah. Um, Like what are your services? Who are they best for, I guess? And and then it's up to that person, right, to do it.
1: I've got clients anywhere from high-level entrepreneurs, executives, to moms, to dads to the dad bod to women that were pregnant and, and want to have the baby, and want to get off weight. I have a ton of couples, husband, wives, boyfriend, girlfriends. I've got clients that just want to do photo shoots. So, I mean, there, there's none really that's like ideal. I, I mm-hmm. think ultimately what it boils down to is it's just someone that's ready to change and really, we all I, th- I think how it begins is it's always a physical appearance is what people are looking for. It's, it's that person that had been looking in the mirror and they take their clothes off and they say, man, like they don't say it out loud, but they say it in their head and they're just like, man, I just, I don't, I don't like myself or I'm, I'm not happy. I don't, I, I can't believe that's there or this. And, and that's how it starts with a lot of people. And I always say, like, how many times are you going to try to lose that same five pounds, that same 10 pounds? Like, it can be done. It's not that hard. Three to four months, like Jeff, man, like three to four months, put in the work and like completely change your life. The, The side effect that nobody ever sees coming is the mental side of it how they feel, how they think, emotion of happiness and how they they're proud of themselves. And now next thing you know, their relationships with their husband or their wife is better. They, I I had clients that are like, our sex is better. We're dating like we were dating 25 years ago because like we both love ourselves and they can love each other more. And so that's, I think that's how it starts is from a physical appearance change. And then people just don't understand or until they get through it, like how much happier they just become.
0: Man, you nailed it right there. Like, is the, one of the values, like, I guess you just reminded me how different I felt like at the end, like, ah, I'm in the body I want to wear now. Like I didn't even really have abs exactly, but I was like, I just, this is where I want to be though. Like, and, and for me, like this whole year has just been, there's been just a whole lot of good things. And that's probably one of the best is yeah. that, and I started before I got, before I hired you, I started like January 1st, but I did like the keto thing, I, th- I believe, and I was at like 247 pounds. So I lost like, I don't know, 15, 17 pounds before I actually, I lost more than that. Some of it started coming back and that's when I was like, dude, I don't want to do this, like this <sighs> yo-yo thing. Well, let's just just do this right. But it was just, so that was maybe 45 pounds. I think I'm back to like 208, 210, which is still where I was like in my, when I was 30 years old, I think, right. You know what I mean? But I feel like just so good and just mentally not perfect, but I, the guy I used to get home and just like, I had that spot on my couch, dude, I just get on there blunk, and I just kind of get on my phone and I could just be there for hour, hour and a half. And now yeah. that spot, like I sit there in the morning to read Yeah, and, and that's about it. And, uh, anyway, so, and that's, that's another thing I implemented, which was I wake up at like 5 AM because I kind of had to fit that cardio in. Yep. Once we, once we, you're like, how much time do you have to commit to this? And I was like, well, I don't know, 30 minutes to... it was like, well, you might need more than that. You're going to need more than that. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do whatever you say, but, but getting up in that morning, like I've kept that like all year. And, but now I read during that time and, and pray and, awesome. just, and then yeah. do a little bit of work. So yeah, it's just been this whole package of transformation for me. So thanks for being part of that, Justin.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. And yeah, I can't recommend him enough. You're going to get the results if you just do what he says. And so, and then here's your website. Yeah. What what would people find on there? Just is that how they can get a hold of you too?
1: Yeah, how they can get a hold of me, they can hire me there. And then just got some, some client transformations on there, a little bit about the program and yeah, they can go direct into hire me up there. DM me on Instagram is, is the, is the easiest way for sure. I always respond. I, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that doesn't respond. Like it's within a day max, but dude, it's a few hours for sure. I'll respond.
0: Yeah. So the website, justintid.com, and then you had the Instagram earlier. Tid yep. underscore Justin. And yeah, hundred percent of the time you got back to me and, and you still do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. So, well, let's transition this a little bit and tell me like the story of like your family. Cause you're, you're married now, but we got some interesting happenings. You have four kids. Yeah. So where, where are you at with how the family has grown over the years?
1: So today's a, it's a special day. Because I, I, officially can check the box that I raised my first adult, right? So my daughter, she turned 18 today wow, and awesome. um, so What's it's a pretty, pretty cool day for her. And uh, so it, it's kind of interesting because I uh, you and I talked about this briefly, but so when she was about two and a half years old, so her, her mother passed away. So I was a single mm. dad for, for a while and wow. uh, a few years, I was a single dad coming up entrepreneur, trying to grow in my company and be somebody. So I traveled and uh, her grandparents, my parents, they helped out in that process a lot that, I mean, it it took an an army to help keep that together. Got a lot of scrutiny, right? Cause it was like, oh, you're, you're traveling so much and you got to be there as a father more. And I'm like, I grew up and like, we weren't poor, but we, we, like, we didn't get food stamps, but. We made just enough money to not get food stamps, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Gotcha.
1: And so I was like, I don't, I don't want that for my children. I want a better life for them. So, so yeah, so had her a few years later, I got married just that I was, I was still pretty young and, and, and we had my son. So we, we got divorced about a year and a half actually is, is all we were married and back to it again, uh, you know, trying to figure out life. Um, and a few, few more years go by and then end up getting married. And, um, now at that time I was married for about seven years, seven and a half years and, you know, things worked great for a while, but you know, um, then we had a daughter. So that, that was how my three kids came involved. And then we got divorced. And then a few years later, I'm married to my wife now. And, and she has a son that lives with us, and and so that's been about three years. So total four kids, because I mean he he's my kid just like my kids are my kids. And that's just that's how I am. And uh, so yeah, so they're everywhere from the ages of eleven to eighteen now, and two girls, two boys, and uh, yeah. So divorces, that man, they happen. I was young. I probably I probably got married too fast, but that was my path.
0: Sure. Whatever so, reason. so Justin, like today, what would you, what would you change? I guess like, so let's say you're even talking to yourself and you're, you're 20. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's actually going to listen, right? Sometimes we don't listen at 20, <laughs> but what would, I mean, what, what did you learn from all that? Like you just said, maybe I wouldn't get married so fast, but go yeah. ahead.
1: So, I mean, it's the same, same advice I give to my kids. I tell my kids, I said, "Listen, like, understand you, love you. That's first and foremost. The moment you and and, and right now, i was talking to like another dad. They may think they they know them or love them, but they they don't in some cases, right? So first and foremost, know yourself, love yourself, figure out what drives you, your passion, and then once you do that, then you're going to be way more." open and available to love someone else and un- know exactly what you need in someone and 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 i would literally make a list because this is what i did the last time Got i got married i made a list what do i need what do i want attributes to emotional attributes to support to my life is crazy i had a lot of baggage so it's it's can they understand the way I think from a faith perspective, from a political perspective, from a business mindset. And, and that's what I would say, do all of those things, understand who you are and make a list truly of someone that can just ride through life with you. Because my wife now is truly my best friend. Like I'm not one of these, you you hear guys like, Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. I'm gonna go golf with my buddies or I can't, I'm going to go out and do this. And like, like she's my buddy, like, like, like there's no question. Like i got friends on the side. Yeah. And we hang out maybe once a year, but like, I love doing everything with her. So, but it took me awesome. 34 years to figure that out. So
0: I like that. I, I guess I want to dig more into that. Why is that this? <clears throat> She is, how do you make that happen? I guess you she's know, your best friend.
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's wild. Like, so when we met crazy, crazy enough, we met on Instagram, no kidding. Yeah. And uh, we have both followed a fitness couple. So she, she lived in at the time, Alberta in Canada. So she lived on the West coast of Canada. I live in West Virginia, right? East coast, Oh wow. the USA. She was born in Oregon, but she had lived up there since she was 12. And uh, yeah, mutual contact. She was actually the bodybuilder for me. So she was a bikini bodybuilder and I was just into fitness at the time. I hadn't got into bodybuilding yet. And uh, we just, she made a comment one time on a post of mine and it was kind of like, okay. And next thing like, we're just kind of talking. And then it was really friendly. It wasn't weird. It was you know, next thing it was kind of like, well, she's got a son and I got kids. And, and we just, then we just, it, it, but it was almost a friendship ever before it was a a relationship. And we just, her mindset was the same. We're both conservative type people. Her faith is the same as mine. Her mindset and business is same as mine. Her fitness is, I'm way more driven as an entrepreneur. and and willing to take those risks, but she's what I needed from a support standpoint, like doesn't get in the way, doesn't try to hold me back, but she gives great advice, but just lets me do my thing. I mean, it's, I don't know how to say, like, you can't just pick it. It just happens.
0: Sure. And she's like a good helpmate to you. Um, Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's kind of like that's exactly like what the Bible says, like in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, He said, "Well, I'm gonna create a woman, right? As a helper to man, right? And and it's the combination of those two people will be able to like rule, take dominion, conquer, and they'll they'll have like this perfect teamwork. And anyways, it sounds like you're yeah. finding that right yeah. now, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And then yeah, back to that list thing. I had written a list like so maybe in college or something, maybe right before, but yeah, it was interesting that what I had put and I had wanted even my wife to like play soccer. Right. Because then you had that connection that you, you, that you guys both played the same sport or something and whatever it might've, it was, but uh, my wife ended up fulfilling quite a bit of the same thing. So I think that's a great idea that you shared is like, think through it a little bit instead of maybe just seeing what happens as you're living life. And some girl you think's hot that you, you know what I mean? Which is kind of a natural reaction, but you're, you're using a little more skill and wisdom that you've learned. Love's pre-planned. So then yeah, yeah. That girl might be great looking, but she doesn't have the other pieces. So it's kind of not, it's that ain't going to work. So
1: yeah. And it always works that way. I mean, the physical attraction can only go so far. I mean, that's just all there is. Somebody has to be able to capture your mind, have conversation, intellectual conversation and, and have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, so I know it sounds weird, probably for us to be like, make a list really of the woman you want, but like, it's good (laughs) when you go buy a car, you look at, there's a list of what the car comes with and you say, yeah, I want that. I want that or add this, add this, like. It's, I'm not I'm not trying to make it sound like you're you're buying a woman, but I mean we're we're conditioned to understand lists and writing down things we would like, and then checking those lists off to make sure that that's what we want. And and why should a relationship be anything different?
0: No, I mean that works in like a lot of areas of life. I mean you got to know where you're going. You got to have some plan, or you're just getting tossed by whatever wind and waves are coming in life. Mm-hmm. But you're just saying yeah with a with a woman plan it out a little bit, have a vision for it. So when you see it, it actually is like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's, that fits the frame the the mold that I was, I was wanting. It's kind of like in business, like I'm literally hunting for this specific, well, I mean, not specific, but there's this buy box that we're using and it's just like a list of like, Hey, well, unless you make this minimum criteria, I'm just not even going to look at buying that. Because yep. you meet the minimum criteria. Now I'll look into it a little further to see if I'm interested. So I love it. No, I think that's really good. So, and it works not just in relationships. I think it works in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So a mental framework.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you something just to add to it, just, just for your listeners. Cause being divorced multiple times, I got to the spot to where it was kind of like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I never played the victim card. Like I knew it sucked. It, it, it didn't work out. But after the second time I was divorced, when I really soul searched and looked in, I said, "Look, let's face the facts. I'm the common denominator here," and and so as as much as I, I feel like I'm a fun person. I feel like I'm 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 smart and I'm a decent-looking dude and I'm good to people. And as much as I feel like I'm a, I'm good enough there, at the end of the day, I'm the common denominator. And so I wasn't. I wasn't doing something right too, and whether that's not me giving off the energy, but maybe I wasn't doing something that was causing helping them love me the way I needed loved, and maybe that was communication, maybe it was something like that. But so I had to really look inward and say, I'm okay with that, and and now let me learn from that and and move forward so this doesn't happen again.
0: That's so good. So you're you took like. Personal responsibility for your yeah. divorces, essentially.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, you probably follow Jaco Willick. Yeah, uh, I do.
1: Yeah.
0: What in that book? What did you? Extreme ownership, right? And man, when I read that, that's kind of what this is reminding me of. Is every what I learned from it? It was everything that's wrong in my life is my fault. And like you're saying, don't take that victim mentality. Like, oh, this has happened to me at work. And this has happened in my life from these people did this to me. And it was like, they did that because I didn't have the skill and knowledge to not let that happen. I'd let it. And then in my kids, I apply, I apply that a lot because it is such a different way to think that was like, okay, my kids are acting this way. This is my fault. Yeah. It's not, it's not even their fault. Like their kids or my wife is this way and I, th- in a way that I don't like. And, and it's like, well, okay. Well, there's something broken. Then it's, it's my responsibility. Like I'm a man. Do you think any responsibility, like how do you see the, like you being ahead of the home or how does the, the roles fit in like in your, your family? Yeah. Or,
1: we we talk we talk about it that way, and my wife says that yeah I'm I'm the head of the house like that's I'm the breadwinner if you want to call it that or so, but I, there there's there's kind of a an understanding of from life experiences and business mindset and things like that but like we get in conversations with the kids we sit down we're very transparent but it's very it, we're a team. It's just very much that way, but like at the end of the day, like if I, if I say, nope, we're not doing that, then everybody knows. Now I don't do that often really sure. ever, but so, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how we roll with it. It works well for us, but we're super transparent with the kids that, and, and I don't know if that was something we were going to get into, I'm sure, but dude, well,
0: let's get into it now. Yeah.
1: You know, talk to your kids. Like you talk to your friends, like honestly, your kids are going to learn from school, what they're going to learn from school. You better teach them what they're going to find out anyway. Yeah. And dude, we, we've had the most uncomfortable conversations with our children. Obviously the, you, the elementary school conversations are different. The middle school conversations are different. The high school conversations are different, but you know, we've gotten as a dad talking to a daughter, like it's been uncomfortable. And but it's man it's necessary we talk about what what are high school guys thinking what are they expecting when they do this or say this what do they really want from you for as a girl and you know know, that to drugs to sex to dude you have to be transparent tell them everything so they walk out the door and they don't learn it from somewhere else like that is huge for us we communicate that way through and through with all of our kids.
0: I think that's awesome. And I like what you said. It's uncomfortable, but necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to chew on that a bit. I mean, even my weight loss stuff, that was uncomfortable, but necessary. Yeah. So it's almost like part of like fatherhood and manhood is, is this uncomfortable, but necessary things we have to do. And what you're kind of getting into is like communication. right. Communication to the kids, tier it to the elementary, middle school, high school, to their level. Yeah. But by the time they're in high school, I mean, what really do you really hold back? I mean, they're almost pretty much adults and everything's out there. I guess what I want to say was the uncomfortable, but necessary like communication and I found like in our marriage struggles, like there's a point which I'll flush it out someday, but where me and my wife were at the point where of separation, right? Not that we were going to get divorced. Because we both were like, I just knew I, I probably need to get away from you for a little while and you need away from me and we got to figure this out. Cause I don't have the skill. I don't know how to get us out of this because I just didn't have the skill to communicate. She didn't have it. So we hired a coach then. I guess that's when the coaching started. We hired a, re- I say like my mentality then was if you got marriage counseling, like you kind of failed. Oh man, you're kind of one of those guys who had to get marriage counseling. Great. I subtly thought like that was like a fail, but honestly, what I learned was like wise men and strong, brave men will actually go get counseling. Like that's the way we need to look at it because Mm -hmm. they're want to fight for what they have for their family. And they know they don't have the skill to do it. And so that, I, I started learning it there. That relationship coach, it just helped a ton. And all he did was help us talk to each other, like, right. you know what I mean? And uh, so, and there's this thing in the fire service, I think I've already said it on the podcast, but every time like the, all the or like SOGs and SOPs we follow are typically, we do this because someone died doing it wrong. And so we, we there's a lot of blood in the history of firefighting and that's why we, the, what we do is what we do, but every time we have a big incident we what they've learned from it is we got to break down the incident and so many things that fail during the the calls are communication issues, right? So we'll go on all these calls all year and literally every after action review, someone has to bring up communication, right? Uh oh, we forgot to communicate that on the radio to you. That's why that you went over there and did what you did and uh, And then me and a buddy of mine, Jeff, just laugh at this because you can always say that every time at any of these meetings, Oh, what went wrong? What went good? Well, what went wrong was communication. And it's like, that's always true almost a hundred percent of the time. But then I see in business, in my marriage relationship, and then you're bringing this up in the kid realm. It's kind of hitting my, hitting me a little bit is that we might be failing in our communication because there's something about the human nature that. A few people are like good at that, but a lot of us men or people are just not good at communicating. So have you found that to be true? I mean, you're literally talking about very young. You sound very open and like you might be, have learned to be a good communicator.
1: Yeah, I've learned. You're right. Exactly. Because I've always been one that to, to just put it out there and kind of like bounced ideas off. And the the older I've get, you know, I've, I've become, I've learned don't say it all because sometimes I used to just spill it all out and and see what comes back. And then I was like, okay, that's too much. They don't need to know everything. (laughs) So, but you know, the breakdown of relationships from the marriages without a doubt, one of them was communication for sure without a doubt. And that, and then it goes back to also in a, in, a, in the marriage I'm in now that's working really well. Communication is not an issue whatsoever because I've learned a lot of that process. And even from a coach perspective, the best clients and, and fat loss and everything, the best ones communicate with me. It's, it's like what you were doing and, hey, with the workout, can you send me videos? What do you think of this? And it's working. And so the best ones, hey, I'm busy, this wasn't working, whatever it is, they tell me and we react. But the ones that go two weeks, three weeks, or they change up their plan on their own and don't communicate that, and then we're two, three weeks behind, then the things get a little rocky. So the communication, dude, you're right. It's, It's literally in everything we do, in everything we do. And being honest, right? It's, it's, it's being honest with the communication, not just saying you communicated. I mean, if, if you're telling half truths or if you're telling just enough, then it's not really full communication, right? I can only do so much with half the information.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Honesty. You say you're transparent, like with the kids, how do you find that like in even in business, like, cause you're in sales. Let's maybe let's transition into this a little yeah. bit. Yeah. What actually, what stands out is cause you're, you have a, you've worked your way up and you said an intrapreneur. So for people listening, you got entrepreneur, they go out and start businesses, right. And they scale these things. And a lot of them start a lot of businesses. Entrepreneur is someone who is within a corporation and then he scales up with it and through it. And so now you got to the point where you're on the executive board, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have these other endeavors in your, your life that are more entrepreneur. Yeah. And so let's talk about that a little bit, this journey.
1: Yeah. So I was working for a company when I was getting my undergraduate degree and I just noticed they didn't have any salespeople really. And so I started asking them about a sales position. Hey, I'm going to graduate college and curious if I could come stay with the business, work in sales. And, uh, and that's what ended up happening. And then, so uh, basically everything we've kind of been talking about earlier about just working hard and, and moving up through life and, and through business, every two years I was getting promoted. So outside sales to a division manager, to a director in the business, to the executive board. And I've sold equipment all over the world, which is, is super cool that I've, I've traveled through so many places, Indonesia and in Africa and Australia and Canada and Mexico and all through South America. So it's really a a cool thing to be able to do in so many cultures. And I got sales team that I work with there, but yeah, it's, it's been a really fun ride last 14 years. And so I handle all the marketing, all the sales for this business. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And then when did you start doing the entrepreneurial endeavors? It was uh, Yeah. About four
1: years ago. Yeah. Okay. Four years ago, decided to kick off my own coaching all completely by accident. I honestly didn't know I wanted to do it. Didn't think I, kn- I knew one day I wanted to have my own business, do something. My initial goal when I was younger was to be a really good number two. I wanted to be a VP in a company and just, I didn't really want the risk. I didn't really want all that. And sure. so I was like, and I had, I, I'd actually posted a transformation. And I had a guy reach out to me, the the dad boy guy, right? So he reached out to me and he was actually my first client. And I was like, am I going to do this? Like, really? Do I want to coach people? And so I started and then it was another one, another one. And, and man, it was just like referrals kept coming in because the results were happening. And, and it was, I didn't have business processes. I didn't have an accounting system. I didn't have like nothing set up to start a business because I was not planning on it. And I was like, I had to spend weekends after weekends of just setting up to get a system in place. Like, okay, I need onboarding. I need marketing. I need when a customer comes in, how do I handle it? How do I start them off? I had my calculations, but I never put them into like a, a, a formal process. And so I, dude, I just, I went with it. And next thing, like I haven't had a weekend off really in four years.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. I <Might laughs> have to learn how to replace yourself with this coaching stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then maybe just do high, higher level stuff. Cause honestly it is a treat to be able to work with you because you're working right with Justin, which is, is, is pretty awesome. Just to have access. So yeah. So where do you see the, the entrepreneurial things going and and tell me more about resurgence, like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to take, how can I take this approach? And, and you know, what I've learned through the process, there's some people that they can't afford hiring a coach high level. So I, I wanted to come up with a course, something to make a walk through, I set it up, I build it one time. Right. And then yeah. I have two business partners in that fitness course. They're both professional bodybuilders. So we developed that launched about three months ago. And, and that, that is a process someone can just go through. It's $99 a month, their workouts in there, the nutrition's in there and they, they can walk themselves through a process. So I did that number one, to try to bring in revenue and, and free up some of my weekends. And then number two was the coaching side of it is more of moving into the higher level, higher ticket type clients that I can, I can slow down some of that, that output, because at the end of the day, I'm still a dad, I'm still a husband and they, they understand, they get it, they support me, but I would like to have some more time on weekends to be able to do different things.
0: Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was like, man, how many clients can this guy take? Because he's over here responding to everything I'm saying. I'm sending him bit pictures every Saturday mm-hmm. and So, and then you're sending me new meal plans every single week or every other week. I can't remember now.
1: Yeah. Every two uh, weeks. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm probably going to eventually just hire a VA to handle like the basic communication.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So end goal with first I mean, are you kind of going to do both? I mean, you're, you're corporate and side hustle. So yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know.
0: Might. I've not decided. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I feel like I might want to partner with you someday to be able to offer that course to people. Cause I think, I think every man should have some level of fitness. Like, like your arms, you should have some strength in them, right? You should yeah. be happy with like being able to crank on wrenches or lift up a couch or who knows what, play with your kids. Yeah. And that was the thing. When I got that 47 pounds off of me, like the, the moving and playing and the energy just was like, oh my gosh, I could jump on our trampoline. Like I actually, I kind of want to not a ton, but i or I just felt more energetic, but I think every guy, like, like you need to have some muscle to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Cause you're just, well, I, mean, I feel like we're designed that way, but.
1: We are and, and the older we get, right. I mean, your body's breaking down and, and people slow down, they, they allow that to happen, right? We all mm-hmm. allow, if you get older and you don't take care of yourself, you are allowing that to happen. So I'm not saying you bench press at 60 what you bench press at 40. That doesn't matter, but lift something kind of heavy for where you're at and get moving every week. And that's going to support, like, dude, if you're 60 to 65 years old, I almost could guarantee you, if you take someone that's working out, and someone that hasn't worked out and they fall down, you're probably going to know one of them's going to be hurt worse than the other from just a basic fall. That, that, that's really how it works.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And part of this like journey this year for me, was like, I kind of got a new vision to like <clears throat> this 20 year thing till I'm 60. I guess that's 18 years, but like, I don't want to have this terrible body at that age. Like, and if I kept doing what I'm doing and, and for me, every time we had a kid, I'd got the sympathy weight Yeah. and then my wife was like down cause she's nursing the baby and just not whatever recovering. And so we're eating out like crazy. I'm not, we're done having kids, but I'm not, I just don't want to yo-yo anymore. And I just yeah. want to be in a, a body where I'm not worried about that anymore. It's just, it's going to work. It's going to be fit. That's going to, I'll be, you'll look good. I want to look good and I'll be functionable. Yeah. Like, and so anyways, I, well, I love I, the industry. Give you, in.
1: I'll give you a stat. So the average age of a man in the USA, like the death, right? Is 76 years old. So like Jeff, me and you passed halfway dude. like, that's. That's inevitable. Like I know people don't like think about death or that, but it's, it's inevitable. So sure. the way I try to think about it is when I'm 60 and 70, like I still want to, I want to like the person I see in the mirror. I want to be proud of that person. So I want to live that fulfilling life. And this is one piece of how I can do that is taking my, my health, and my fitness serious the day's coming anyway. Okay. And if it's earlier, yeah, I get that. Well, you don't know if you're going to get hit by a bus. I get it. And if that's going to happen, that's going to happen anyway. But maybe I take care of myself and I live to 83, maybe 87. Maybe I'm the part of the statistic that's on the higher end of that average by taking care of myself. So we know that's the average I live to die at 76. That's the way I see it. I see that's the average death. I'm going to live my life, plan my life that I'm dying at 76. And anytime after 76, then it's a bonus for me.
0: Nice. Yeah. Honestly, what's a look at my kids now. That's what's changed too. Is like it's a motivation to me. It's like, I want to be there. They're going to have kids when I'm just this lumpy old dad grandpa now on his spot on the couch and it's like
1: yeah
0: dude I, don't, I just don't want to be that guy and i would challenge you justin hey, hey set that mind to like a hundred because sometimes yeah. we could create what's reality <laughs> with our beliefs which is set that goal high but yeah yeah that's awesome so or well,
1: something like you're saying the kids man like we we're we were saying this earlier is that the kids they watch right they, they don't really listen so much. Kids watch what you do and living healthy, taking care of yourself. They pay attention. They see that. They see, but they also see if you're eating cheeseburgers every day or eating pizza every day or eating fried food every day, like they see that too. And that's almost becomes normalized for children that they think that that's, well, that's what I know. Well, that's, I mean, what, I mean, does that what, when, when they get older you want them to just to say that's what I knew. Or, I mean, teach them some healthy habits because, like my kids, it's and I had kids early, so like I'm I'm 39, I'll be 40 this year. But me and my wife, and of course our kids that are in high school. Like their friends are like, oh my gosh, like that's your dad. And, I mean, yeah, I'm a bodybuilder and I got tattoos and all this. And West Virginia is the second fattest state in the country, so. Oh, really? Needless to say, I don't fit in very well here from the way my appearance is, right? And so, but but my kids also, like, that excites them that their friends are like, oh, wow, like, I can't believe your dad looks like that or he looks mean or whatever. And they're like, no, he's actually a pretty nice guy. (laughs) But, like, for me, I do in life and whether that's becoming healthy or being fit or starting a business or trying to be successful, like... I always want to say and this is to all the dads out there. Could you imagine sitting down with your kids and talking to them and just saying, "You know what? That was too hard. I gave up." Like, wow. you know what I'm saying? That that hurts. You don't want to say that so you don't want them to see that. And so have the conversation and set the action and motion that the kids are actually watching you and changing that, hey, that this
0: is what I, I want to be like dad when I get older. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to try to get your Instagram pulled up, but yeah, yeah. You're an example to your kids, not in just what you say, but in what you do. I, I love that you said that. I think that's part of the learning. Like I, I know they, everyone learns the same, like even from when you're just a toddler You're just copying, right? You don't really know anything. You just see people do something, you copy. They say stuff, you just repeat it. You don't even know what you're repeating. And that's how you learn language. That's how you learn how to do anything. Yeah. So that's awesome. No, that's challenging too, just what you do, being an example. So. We talked about the average age, yeah, of a male seventy six. You said I thought it was like seventy two, but yeah, maybe we're yeah, living a little bit longer.
1: Seventy six, yeah.
0: Well, let's let's kind of segue into like just real quick, like faith, like what mm-hmm. what is your faith, Justin, and your belief?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. I Don't go to church. Uh, I stopped going to church when I was I don't know somewhere in my twenties. It, it just, like, I, I had a few bad experiences w- within the church myself, but, like, that that's, it boils down to people. It's not the religion or the faith that caused that. So I just trans- transitioned into my own belief. I take it. I'm a Christian, and I, and I follow that, and I believe that, and i believe that forever. I love the values of Christianity, and, and so for me, I think that's how we're supposed to live life anyway i I think when you break down and get into the bible it's (laughs) be a good person don't lie don't steal don't kill anybody don't cheat on your spouse like help your neighbor out i mean like i just want to just say hey just be a good person like i mean it's it's it teaches you really what we're supposed to be and so for me that's what that's what faith is is at the end of the day like and take care of people reach out your hand if somebody needs help i mean but in the same sense you don't let people take advantage of you it doesn't mean you have to do that right but so i mean at the end of the day jeff man like let's just be good people help each other out and live life and and, and enjoy it
0: i love that and sometimes i'll say like To all these guys at work, I am like, what, like which one of the 10 commandments, like, do you really want to break? You know what I mean? Like if we, and if we just kept the 10 commandments, like, does is that a good society? Like say the United States said, you know what? All right. We're going to finally do it. Here's our standard. Okay. Like you said, honor your mother and father. Don't quit stealing. Don't murder anybody. Don't covet other people's stuff. Don't commit adultery with another woman. Don't lie and bear false witness against people. And what I like too is the last eight years, but take a Sabbath day and that you have to meet with your family, don't, you can't work and just rest and meet with people. And, and anyways, I just think how good if we just taught that again, would our society be and it would just teach people like be that's good people. That's the foundation of being a good person. Yeah. And then I think on top of that is. When you learn to serve people, and I think this is the literal secret sauce that Jesus came and taught and he said it like in John chapter 14, 15 and 16. He just says, look, just love each other the way I'm showing you, right? Just copy what I did. Actually, that goes with what you're saying about kids. Jesus said, love each other the way I loved you. And it was a, you saw what I did this last year or three years, whatever you believe that Jesus Mm -hmm. ministry was. But I went to people that religious people would not go talk to. I went to parties that religious people wouldn't even go to. I touched people like and healed people that you wouldn't even go like within 50 feet of a leper yet. Not that we could do that, but he was able to, well, I guess he could allow us to do that miracle, but he was able to enter these people's lives and, and, and love them in a way that religion does not do. Right. And so if I could. Clarify religion. Religion, in my opinion, is what other people tell you to do to try to make God happier, right? Or to please mm-hmm. God. And they might not even be doing it themselves. And it's not even in the Bible. I think Jesus kept things very simple, like, and he broke the religion of the day and he wrote religion, right? The 10 commandments. Yeah, but he, so he wrote the the framework, the standard. And then they added like 6,000 laws by the time he showed up and nobody could keep that. And so they thought he was wicked because he's breaking all their extra rules when the Bible doesn't even give you those extra rules. And I think even after him, churches do the same thing. And, and that's, that's something I'm, I struggle with and work through. I don't like religion, but man, Jesus has really changed my life as I've learned to just simply listen to him. Yeah. And and just do what the Bible says, not what every man tells you to do for religion, mm. but what it says. It's so simple. So yeah. I love what, what you're saying. So you guys, so you choose not to go to church? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I I've, I've hear that quite frequently. That, And I kind of, I think that like Jesus, like he came for the relationship and that's really the main point. Yeah. But, and I think that he, you're a blessing, right. To those you're around, which for you to not go to church, I think those people are missing out on like Justin and your, your wife's name's Felicia. Yeah. Felicia. Felicia. I just think that they'd be missing out on you guys. And I've kind of got to the point where I have different beliefs than like any church I've ever gone to because I just try to keep it simple and be like, yeah, okay. You might have extra stuff, but this is what I believe. And that's what we do as a family, but we still love you guys. Yeah. And we we'll, and I think it's a blessing for them because we always like to encourage people and then we still get encouraged by, by them, by other people. And we don't usually, we just stick to what we believe though, unless you show me something better. Yeah. But I'm not going to go by extra rules that aren't even in the Bible. Like we don't have to get into all that, but.
1: Be a good ah. person. That's that's the way yeah. I see it, and and serve and, and give back. Like there's things I want to do as as we grow and and business takes off in better ways, where I want to serve and I want to give back. Ultimately, I'd like to start a nonprofit and and kind of give like to kids that can't get like personal training. They're athletic or something, but maybe come from a impoverished area or even middle class that can't afford it. And so me and my business partners talked about that. So that's, that's something we're working on later on is to be able to provide funding for kids to, to be able to get some private coaching, shoes, basketball shoes, or track spikes, or whatever that is, and, and that they they'll have an opportunity to compete at a higher level.
0: That's yeah. so cool. Keep us updated on that. Yeah. You know, I'd love to help in any way I could too. Once I make it. So one tip uh, our one, a mentor of mine had said like, a lot of broke people try to start nonprofits, like go make some money. Like, I like what you're doing. Like go make some money first that so you throw it in there and then other people will go with you yes. with that vision. Right? Yeah. But don't start. I like that. You're not starting with the nonprofit, like some people have and it yeah. could work, but all right. Yeah. so I was going to bring up your uh, Instagram page because this is the little bonus F here, which I'm going to bring up fashion because that's something I noticed on your page. Let me see if I can scroll. Like you kind of got, yeah, you got. Seems like you got it under control, like some fashion here. Like you travel that. <laughs> I saw some pictures. Let's see where you're traveling, but oh, that's the story. So those aren't on here. Like when yeah. you're traveling and you're, you're dressed up pretty good. So what? What's your thought thoughts like, on fashion? Yeah, for men. Dude,
1: like, I mean, be clean, like take care of yourself. It's like anything else. Like, gosh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like wearing hats. I don't always wear hats, but that's my thing. But have a shirt that fits and it's clean and it doesn't have to cost a lot. And wear a belt with your jeans and get a few pairs of nice shoes, a nice pair of boots. What, just, it doesn't have to be like too much or loud. I mean, if you're that type of person, be loud, who cares? Like, look what you do, but dude. Like I like nice things and I like them to fit good and I like to look good. And people take you way more serious when you look respectful and you look the part, you look professional. It doesn't have to be, it can be black jeans and Converse, man. I promise it really can, but be clean, right? And, and don't be janky looking don't have your shirt wrinkled up. Like have it, have it out. You shave your face if you're clean shaven. Like take care of yourself. Like, dude, I'm forty almost. I get Botox. Like, I don't care. Like, well, but that's interesting. Really. That's a personal preference of mine. Yeah. So I'm not saying you have to get Botox, but I'm saying, hey, like, love yourself. That that's that's it.
0: No, I I uh fashion is like kinda my mind's opening up to it more because it is a part of your representation. Like your yeah. face is a big part of it. Like, of course your, your body, your language, your posture, all that, yeah. but also how you, how you dress. It's like, they're yeah. checking out like, Hey dude, is this guy, it's wrinkly clothes. Okay. And actually in the like five years of having kids and when my wife's pregnant, and all this stuff, like, man, we're just trying to survive some of those years where it's just busy, Yeah. but I still think it's important to have a few outfits that you can just clean up with. Like in, yeah. if you're doing stuff in business. Like you want to be dialed in, you want to look the part, right? And That's you know, right. There's, there's something to it. And I don't think a lot, all guys grasp that, but this, I did, t- I talked to a Marine, it's not staff sergeant, sergeant major on an airplane ride that I just went on down to Dallas and he was saying why they are so strict on their uniform policy because they have their like that I forgot what he called it. Like when you got your class B type, really nice outfit, but, and then your regular stuff that they're so strict on the little things because it shows discipline in the little things shows that you can handle bigger things. And so I think there's something maybe to fashion that you're showing that you can handle this. Well, you might be able to handle more things too. Right.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I I mean, people are going to make their perception. Like, I mean, there's, there's always, I hear a lot of things of perception, but their perception is their reality. It doesn't make it true, but it is their reality. So people are going to make a perception of you in the first 30, 60 seconds. And if you walk in and you're kind of not together, that's all they need to know. And, and, and you, you don't know if you're going to miss a business opportunity, you don't know what's, what's at stake there just simply because you were so lazy, you didn't get yourself put together. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So anyways, yeah, I, I think I just want to promote that to guys like, it, cause it's going to play a part in the finance side of life where yeah. it, whether you're building the business, you're the entrepreneur, entrepreneur, or what, whatever that he, you, people want to work with. Diligent people, right, and trustworthy people mm-hmm. that they know, like and trust, right, and and I think that's just part of. It's important to your presentation whether you're promoting from within. Back it up with your skill set, right? But you need to be able to come to the table and and look the part and play the part. So, yeah. until then, you're like a billionaire. Then you, sh- you can show up, right? Yeah, uh, they do what you a want. T-shirt and jeans <laughs> it don't matter. You you earn that, but yeah. a lot of us are still earning it. Yeah. So, and not to lose yourself and like and spend your money like crazy on fit on it, but consider it. Just Dude, like I, you're...
1: I wear like hundred dollar jeans and sixty dollars to two hundred dollars shoes depending the day, and my most of my t shirts are twenty five to sixty dollars. Like it, it doesn't have to be expensive.
0: Yeah. Exactly but then have at least one good suit. Right.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. that Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So well, awesome. Justin, I I'm considering adding a a fifth bonus F onto this sometimes, which is firearms. What are your thoughts on like man, men and firearms? Like I kind of think every guy should have one responsibly trained and all that. Like it's almost like a necessity for the man card, but what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think, I think all in all, I think that's, I'm a 2A guy. So I, I think yeah. men, women, yeah, absolutely. They both, we all, we all need to be trained. Understand how to use it. Understand how to take care of it. I'm not saying you got to have 20, but it's our duty. It's our right. Like you should own one or two, but then you should know how to shoot them. And take care of them, dude. And listen, honestly, they're real fun to shoot. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> like to go out and like shoot ars and targets and hit things and you depending what friends you have if they have farms and stuff you can like blow up stuff like that's that's even more fun so but yeah yeah I i think it's our it's our it's our right to do it and when you look at globally yeah we're really the only country that has this right and and i think it's it's our duty to to be able to to uphold that yeah
0: Yeah, let's keep that right and utilize it. Yeah, yeah. For me, like, I was kind of not really that. I shot fire guns when I was growing up, but I think once I got married, I was like, this defender part of me kicked in. I was like, Mm -hmm. I got to go get a pistol at least. Like, I mean, we're, I got my wife now to protect. And then, yeah, once I got kids, I was like, I need, I need a couple rifles here. I mean, I need some, it's just those those, those dad gears kick in. And I think that's part of our, our makeup and our design is, and I don't know if this was the same for you, but when my oldest son popped out, so my first kid, all these gears in me that have never turned before in my life started turning and it was like, I looked at that baby, I was crying. I was happy. It was weird. It was emotional. Just, I don't know, euphoria, but. And I'm like, I am going to protect you. Yeah. I am going to provide for you. I am going to love you. Look, and I'm just in like, tears, like saying this stuff. And I was like, I've never felt this way. Like, this is not like, I don't know what this is. And then, and then uh, to now I just call it my dad gears. My daddy gears kicked in. Yeah. You know? So
1: Dude, I, I was writing, I was writing my daughter's card today, her 18th birthday card. And literally I was, I'm writing it and I was like, oh, and I'm like, Stopped, and I'm like, dang! It just it hits different. Like it's, yeah, it's it's. And we're allowed to have a special part of
0: you, yeah. And they have a special part of your heart that,
1: yeah,
0: is I don't know, it's just awesome. And yeah, you're right, cry and being emotional. Uh, Actually, I had an experience this week. I haven't cried in a bit, but I put I was writing my notice letter of retirement and like put my two weeks in, and I was like, oh, good, typing it, and then all of a sudden I wasn't good, and I was (laughs) like. and then i try to hand it to my captain he's gonna send it up the ranks and i'm like i put oh, and i just bro- i couldn't speak i broke down and then i tried to tell one of my best buddies like i put my notice in and i just i couldn't i just again started crying it's just yeah. kind of crazy that isn't it interesting they were you think you were, oh, you're not supposed to cry but yeah <laughs> there's times you kind of need to <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's okay. Like it, we're yeah. allowed to have emotions, right? Like that's yeah. part of it. Like it just, there's things that touch you that it's, yeah, it's, you can't control it. And I, and I actually take those moments and I'm like, that's a really special moment. Like, so I don't cry a lot and for something to like, get me, I'm I kind of like, okay, I'm going to remember this moment in a good way, in a good way.
0: Yeah. I like that. I I don't think I'll ever forget those moments too. You're right i yeah. I'm going to remember it also with that emotion attached that mm-hmm. I've heard that it's one reason why like women can remember things forever is because they're more emotional and they remember it with an emotion of how they were yeah. feeling. So that's why they'd never forget. And we're more like, not like that. <laughs> so, so anyways, all right. Yeah. So I was, I just wanted to touch base in that, like getting those kind of daddy years, uh, yeah. those parts of you that, that your heart, that kids just satisfy this part that I don't think your wife could ever, or any hobby mm-hmm. could ever, and it, yeah, kids just change it. And they uh, do, I think for the good. Yeah. So let's see, oh, there's one other thing I was going to ask you, Hmm. and I forgot to write it down, so, well, I guess we'll. We'll just have to wrap it up. Justin, I'd, I'd really appreciate you coming on today. I think there's just a lot of valuable information for people, for dads out there and that what they heard today. I think if you ever get a chance to work with Justin, I, I'm hundred percent recommend it while he's still offering coaching and, um, yeah, do it. And so to all you dads out there, I just want to say like, work on your faith work on your family, your fitness, and maybe a little bit of your fashion work on your finances and yeah. And firearms, if get, get trained up, if you, if you don't have one, do it right. Learn how to handle it, learn the rules of it. But just like, I know Jordan Peterson came out recently and said like, yeah, as a man, you need to be savage and dangerous and capable of like extreme harm. Under controlled. Right.
1: Uh, Uh, I love, I love that quote.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like oh that is so true. We got to be this dangerous individual but who has the right heart, right? That loves their kids and is serving to their wife and kind to people like you were saying, Justin. And uh, but capable of of massive damage, right? And and there's that defender that's in the me- in us, right? To yeah. like even God says, stand up for the defenseless. Like mm-hmm. we're called to do that and I, and I like what you're doing with the potential nonprofit, like you're standing up for those who are not helpless, but in some form, helpless financially. So, all right. So all you fathers out there, put a little bit of work, calculated effort this week into your faith, family, finances, your fitness and fashion, and share this podcast. If you found value in it, subscribe, and we're going to see you on the next one.
1: Yeah, cool.